Hey, it's Kathy. I'm so excited because, drumroll please, doors are officially open to my program, The Abundance Method. I have been wanting to put this program out in the world for two and a half years. I've been working on it behind the scenes, and this is my signature program. This is the program that is going to teach you the method, the framework for how to become a master manifester in your life. Why is that? Because everything is vibration. We live in a world that is atomic. That means the world is made of atoms, which is energy. 99.9% of every atom is energy and less than 1% particle. So in order for us to manifest in our life, we need to become the highest vibe possible and to sustain that. This program is going to show you how to meditate and how to set your day on the right track so that you have a practice that can help you project your amazing energy into the world, which will bend the 3D, which will help you manifest in ways that you won't even believe. This is a transformative live 10-week program. It is designed to help you on this journey of spiritual awakening. It's going to give you tons of tools. I'm going to show you how to change your energy, master the manifestation once and for all. This is the first program of its kind. We're actually trademarking all of this framework because it is something that is so unique. And I think you're going to be so excited about learning it. Also, there are some bonuses right now. If you sign up before May 10th, you'll be getting a physical abundance box. Plus, you're going to get an exclusive podcast so that you can be listening to this program. If you can't make the live Zoom calls, we can give it to you on a track so that you can be listening to it like you do a podcast. Also, you're going to get a pack of 10 meditations from me. And you're going to be getting a training that I just gave a workshop called Permission to be Rich, one of the best workshops I've ever done, which you will love. And there is a platinum level to this program. If you choose the platinum level, not only do you get extra coaching calls with me, you also get extra mentor support, but this is really cool. You also get a retreat included. My retreats are normally $3,000. You will get the retreat for free included. Plus, You will get a front row seat at that retreat because you will be on the platinum VIP track at the retreat. All of this is here for you. I'd love to see you in this program. I want to see you tapping in, turning on to that electricity within you so that you can find your way to the life that you were born to manifest for yourself. You can join us now at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait. Get on in there. See what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. Don't Keep Your Day Job is supported by Pocket, your space to absorb all the amazing content you find on the web. Fill the Pocket app with those articles, long reads, and videos that catch your eye and create a quiet corner to focus on your interests. Transform the way you read with Pocket from Firefox. Download from your app store. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I hope you guys listened to Monday's episode. We had the amazing Angela Duckworth on and we talked all about grit. I love that in that conversation, Angela was talking about how there's a difference between discovering your passion and developing your passion. And I think that's really important because a lot of people are always asking me, how do I know which thing I'm supposed to do? How do I know which path I'm supposed to take? And I know that it's very overwhelming when you can't see the path. You don't know how something's going to roll out. And what Angela talked about is that it's not really like you're going to walk along and discover something sitting underneath a rock or you're going to sit there and something's just going to come and jump in your lap. It's more a process of developing it. And I love that she talked about the trial and error, that trial and error is something that we have to sort of expect and surrender to. And that by working on something and drilling down and seeing where you're being led and pivoting this way and that way, that is ultimately how we really figure out where we're supposed to be and what our zone of genius is and what incredible things we have to give to the world and how best to do it. 
And I would love for all of you to embrace that, even though I know it's painful to be messy and we'd rather begin something knowing exactly how it's going to go and when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. There's so much in you that does deserve to be developed. I hope that episode gives you encouragement and shows you that no one really finds a way around that. But that process is really something that leads us all to where we're supposed to be. So we're going to talk about some of your successes and uh, I'll answer a couple questions. But before we get started, I wanted to tell you what's been going on in my life. Those of you who follow me on Instagram, I've been going live and talking about the realness of what's happening behind the scenes. And by the way, just yesterday, I met two different people who told me that they recently got off of social media. They got off of Facebook. They got off of Instagram because they were so sick of seeing people projecting these perfectly curated lives. In fact, one of my friends said, you know, someone had posted a bunch of photos of her family and I know what her family's actually going through right now. And she said, I just couldn't sit there and look at this when I know what's really going on. And she's like, I just realized that we're constantly being fed a story that's not really true. So she's like, it makes me upset. So I got off of it. And I think that like Amy Jo Martin said when she was here, that we have an opportunity to do something incredibly helpful by using our social media feeds to tell the truth, to talk about what's really happening in our lives. Um, It's really creating a lot of anxiety and depression in our world and a lot of loneliness because people are looking at other people's posts and they're comparing themselves to these perfect images when no one's actually having those perfect days. People are human and complicated and people go through the same feelings that you go through. And so I try to use my Instagram feed to be really honest. And I want to tell you what I've been talking about over there. And you guys should come on over and follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller. I'd love to uh, connect with you there. I do a pretty good job at responding to the comments and I respond to every single DM. So come on over and find me there. So this week, I've had a major breakthrough and it's something that I think maybe would inspire you too. I came home a couple weeks ago from leading an amazing workshop. People flew in from all around the world and we had an incredibly powerful two days. And when I got home, I felt a little bit like a fraud because I'm telling everybody that we create the lives that we believe we deserve and that we have to understand that we have what we tolerate, that the lives we have are the lives that we've decided that we would tolerate, that we have a standard and our lives are in many ways a reflection of what we believe we deserve and all of the beliefs that we carry around about ourselves and our self-esteem. And I feel like in my career, I've done a really good job of figuring out what I felt I could give to the world and continuing to be courageous and believing in what's possible and expanding my ability to receive um, success and fulfillment on a level that I never saw modeled for me. And it's, it's amazing. And I have a beautiful home and I have beautiful children. And in so many ways, I push through limiting beliefs and things that people told me about my fertility journey, about my career journey. And I've been able to, you know, reap incredible blessings. In my personal life, I was wondering why over the last several months, I've been having some chest pains. I have a headache. I feel really tired. And I've been taking a couple Tylenol in the morning, a couple Tylenol in the afternoon. And I'm saying to myself, there's something that's off. 
because ultimately I take responsibility for whatever is going on. So I'm asking myself what's going on and I, I've come up against this issue before and I think that ultimately the things that we learn in this life, we revisit quite often. And I know that can be really frustrating when you think, God, I thought I already passed this test. I thought I already learned this lesson. And yet you find yourself in a similar situation and you have to learn that lesson again and again. And for me, I've been a pleaser my whole life. And on many levels, it's hard for me to allow other people to take care of me. I've had conversations where somebody starts to ask me about me and 30 seconds in, I start feeling guilty that I'm taking up the time. I've had situations where I'm sitting with someone knowing that my car is parked at a meter and the meter is going to expire, but I won't get up to go feed the meter. And I've actually watched myself get a ticket two different times because I didn't want to interrupt the person who was talking to me, which is ridiculous. Another incident when I was getting married about a month before my husband and I were engaged, we went to the car dealership because my car lease had expired and I needed to get a car. And we were getting married in about a month. And he said, you know, let me go with you. I'll help you negotiate a good price. And I said, great. So we went to the Acura dealership in Santa Monica. And when it came time to discuss finances, my husband said, why don't you go stand outside and let me talk to the guy and see if I can negotiate a little bit with him. And I thought he was just going to try to help me. And um, he did much more than that. About 10 minutes later, he walked out of the office and he handed me the keys to the car. And he said, here's your new Acura. And he starts walking me toward this SUV. And I said, well, I have to finish the paperwork. And he said, I bought you the car. I already did it. I, I just gave him a check. I said, what do you mean? What, what do you mean you gave him a check? It's a $42,000 car. You just paid for the car. And he said, yeah, is that bad? I mean, that's the car you wanted, right? I said, yeah, but please, please don't do that. And I started to cry. And the tears started to stream down my face. And I was so beside myself. I was begging him to please go back and to please change it. And I couldn't bear the weight of how that felt. I had a mixture of feeling shame, like, why would you do this for me? I don't deserve this. I'm not worthy of this. That was one feeling. And another feeling was a feeling of obligation, like, I'll never be able to earn this. This feels so big. It's such a big gift. No one's ever done anything like that for me. Please don't. My parents split up when I was a kid and I had been on my own for a while, financially, emotionally. Even when my parents were together, I was very much taking care of them. And growing up, I didn't feel like anyone really had the space to ask me about me or to take care of me. I always felt like I had to earn it. Like if I wanted attention, I had to listen to their problems or fix something. You know, it wasn't like anyone just walked over and said, here's some grilled cheese and tomato soup. Tell me about your day. And then just listened. So then of course, you know, it got much, much worse. And I think I had a lot of feelings of abandonment and neglect. And as an adult, this is really like drinking poison. The inability to let people take care of you is so sad. And I've had so many run-ins with this where I'll have a nanny who's showing up at my house and it's so hard for me to receive that this person's just doing their job. 
So I will pay them double at the end of the week and I will allow them to come late or give them things that are beyond the boundaries. One day a few years ago, I couldn't believe it, but I found out that my nanny had been taking my credit card and stealing from me every single day for months and going to my ATM. And when I finally realized it, she had stolen over $15,000. And when the bank asked me if I was going to press charges so that they could refund me the money, I felt like I couldn't do that to her, even though she clearly didn't really care about me as much. So I've had a lot of things happen and I've had a lot of inappropriate other kinds of things happen. But I realized over the last few months that one of the reasons I was feeling honestly like on the verge of getting sick all the time is because I had been agreeing and not only agreeing to something that I didn't want, but I had been teaching my husband and telling my husband that I don't need anybody and I can do everything on my own and I am woman, hear me roar and I've got this and I will build a huge career and I will pay all the bills and I will take care of the kids and I will do it all. And I wasn't really telling him, I need you. And clearly from that car story, you could only imagine there's been many other instances where I don't feel comfortable receiving. And it's interesting because his language of love is acts of service. So when somebody wants to give to you and you tell them, you know, no, or I don't need it, or I got this, or you're really not letting them give to you in the way that they can. So I think it's partially maybe for me was like a defense mechanism. Like if I don't need anybody, then I'll never get hurt because people can leave and that's fine because I'm going to take care of myself and like build like a fortress around myself. And the other part is just um, feeling like when someone gives me something that I'm indebted, that I must owe them something as opposed to knowing how to just receive love unconditionally. And so I decided to change the dynamic that, and I told them I'm going to need to change the way we've sort of divvied up a lot of the responsibilities because I've just taken on 99% of it. And I do feel frustrated though. I think that this is a women's issue because a lot of moms do this where we're being told, of course you can do it all. You can be a woman and you could be a mom and you should be able to be a rock star business person. And then somehow, because you have the female body parts in the family, your husband assumes that you're in charge. It doesn't matter if you go to work. It doesn't matter if you're working as much. It doesn't matter if you're making more money than him. It doesn't matter any of it. It's like somehow, because you're the mom, the default is still that everything to do with the kids and groceries and what's going on with the house falls under your domain. And I think that we have to teach our husbands that we need to be given to in a different way. And I think sometimes we, you know, we get angry or we argue about it. I think the way to approach it I've been learning is just to like really simply say, you know, this is what I need and this is what's not going to work. And I don't have that many female friends who are great at this, but I know like two people who they're very happy just like receiving and it's so amazing. And sometimes I find myself feeling jealous and I realize envy sometimes is a blessing because it can show you 
what you want and maybe show you what's actually bothering you in your own life and maybe you can make some changes around it. But I would love to see more women making room for other people around you, your nanny, your husband, your kids, like having them do more and not feeling like you have to apologize for it. I know I've gotten to a place with three amazing children and so much going on with work that if I don't start to change this dynamic, if I don't start to really let in amazing support and sweetness and love around me, uh, I'm going to burn out. So I'm making some changes. I asked my husband if he would start by ordering the groceries from Instacart and sure enough he did. And it was incredibly helpful. And um, the other day I started delegating a little bit more to my team. And it's amazing how when you feel like you deserve something, you stop tolerating things. And, and it's amazing how, how the whole dynamic of your day, your whole feeling about your life can shift just from not trying to carry everything on your back. So I know that a lot of us listening to this, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman or a parent or you're single or you're anything. I think we all need to realize that we, we have the lives that we believe we deserve and things don't have to be so hard. And if something is hard, maybe we can look at our beliefs around the way we're being treated or what's happening and maybe it's actually possible that we can have a different result if we stop agreeing to things that we've been agreeing to. Because nothing can hurt you without your consent and nothing can continue without your consent. So I realize there's been so many things I've been agreeing to and I'm changing a lot of those things. So I will keep you posted on how that continues to play out. All right, let's talk about some of your wins. So Here's the first one. Jennifer wrote to us in our Facebook group. She said, my wacky new agey choose your own gratitude adventure for teachers conference proposal was accepted for a state conference. I found out a few hours ago. I'm terrified and proud as hell. We can do hard things. I am quite sure I would never have been brave enough to do this if I hadn't been listening to this podcast. And the cherry on the top, later she posted a picture of herself with what looks like a brand new truck. And she said, and today I did this. I'm living the life I deserve. Jennifer, so true. I love this. Congratulations. You should definitely be proud as hell and go for those things that you deserve. And yes, you are totally capable of doing the hard and terrifying things because if you mess it up, so what? What does it matter? As long as you put it out there and you're constantly pushing your own boundaries and learning from the experience, you've won. Okay. Next one, Abigail wrote, six months ago, I made the decision to write a book and it will be live on Amazon in a few hours. This is my first book. And while it may not be perfect, I did it. And I'm so proud of that. I'm glad I took this first step. Yes, I'm nervous because I'm putting myself out there, but my vulnerability may help another mom out there. So I'm okay with that. Abigail, you're a rock star. I'm so, so proud of you. I hope you are celebrating in style because that is such a huge accomplishment. Everyone, you can go check out her book that was just released Tuesday on Amazon. It's called Wait, Mom, Don't Quit Your 9 to 5. I'm Okay. The Mom's Guide to a Work-Life Balance, All Guilt-Free. God, do I need to read that book. I think so much of the reason, you know, I was just talking about not getting help before has so much to do with me feeling like I'm a bad parent if I'm taking care of myself, if I'm working and not with my kids, you know, there's something wrong that I'm, I'm injuring them. So I think that this is an incredibly important book and I'm so glad that you put it out there. Okay. Last one, Christian posted, my first commission to compose and produce music for a game was successful. The developer of this indie project was thrilled with the music and I couldn't have been happier with how this turned out. 
Moreover, I'm really pleased that the project is worthwhile in its own right. It's being aimed at children and incorporating educational materials and positive role modeling. It was so inspiring to work on this. It required me to put my critical mind away and let my inner child play as I composed the themes that would appeal emotionally to kids. I just really wanted the players to fall in love with the heroine princess character with her boundless capacity for love and inner strength. Thanks so much, Kathy, for helping me get to this point. I'm one of the many, but you have touched all of our lives with your steadfast belief in the and that capability of every human to rise above. Christian, this is so touching. Thank you for sharing this. You are awesome. And I love how you just gave yourself permission to explore and have fun with no judgments and no inner critic, as Julia Cameron says. Too often, we try to be the creator and the editor at the same time, and that just gets us nowhere. So I'm really proud that you were able to put those critical voices away and let yourself make magic. Guys, go support the Kickstarter for this project. It's called Frog's Princess Storybook App. It looks super cute, and Christian wrote the music for all of it. Don't Keep Your Day Job is supported by Pocket, the app for reading, watching, and listening to all the amazing content you find on the web. If you love podcasts, you'll love Pocket's new listen feature. Any article you've saved can be read out loud, so the rest of you is free to cook, commute, work out, walk, or just relax and listen. Transform the way you read with Pocket from Firefox. Download from your app store or at getpocket.com. So here's a question we got in the Facebook group from Veal. I woke up this morning both with a positive and negative feeling. The negative feeling was because of my day job. Something happened to me recently where I experienced that I needed permission to pursue an interest in my role. I felt rejected and denied. The positive feeling was that I don't ever want to feel like that again. It's been a reoccurring pattern that I need permission to do good work and it's no longer serving me. I have naturally fallen into a coaching role in the pursuits of my many, many interests, but I'm scared of the reoccurring patterns in my life. I'm scared that I don't have a long-term value. I'm scared to start exploring my side hustle still feeling that I don't have the requisite knowledge to be recognized. How do I begin to gauge my audience without the requisite knowledge? Or is it just me feeling that I don't have it? Thank you, Kathy, and this community. The work that I'm going through right now is incredibly difficult, but I find myself in a good space every time I do. So Veal, who asked that question, later posted that she did pull the trigger and started a Facebook group to gauge her audience in the local area. And she's posting almost every other day. So Everybody suffers from imposter syndrome. At our last event, we had everybody write down something that was an insecurity for them. They wrote it on a post-it note and then we passed them out so that everybody took a post-it note that was not theirs. And people read things out loud like, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, Um, I don't have the right degree, I feel like a fool, I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid of that. And everybody feels like they're not yet where they need to be in order to start. But your work in progress version is enough. And the thing is that the clarity helps you build it. You have to dig in and dive in and start where you are in order for you to get to the next thing. There's always going to be a place where you are and where you think you should be. But in order to connect and touch anybody around you, you're going to have to have the bravery to get started. And what you'll find is that people will meet you where you are and something that you have to say right now is valuable and it will build to the next thing and then you'll get better. And then while you're getting better, you'll still be contributing something and touching the lives of somebody else. So you have to get started. We had an incredible woman at our last event. Her name is Michelle Hirsch. She is one of the most successful realtors in the country. She is somebody who I admire so much. She's also a mom of four amazing kids. And she's the number three realtor at her firm, which is Sotheby's. And that's not a small thing. She did $60 million last year in sales. And she's extraordinary. I want you to hear how she talked about her behind the scenes reel and how she got to be where she is. You weren't born with a silver spoon. And 
people don't know that part. And people don't know the things that I know about what you were dealing with, 14, 15, 16 years old, having a single mom. And I think you should share that a little bit because it's easy to look at you with your fabulous shoes and knowing you live in a fabulous house. Tell us a little bit about what that was like growing up and the mindset and maybe take us back to a little bit of the, the toughness of it and then where you are now. So my parents were on and off separated from the time I was three. And from the time I was six on, my parents were divorced. And then I didn't really see my dad from that point on until I was about 14 years old. And you know, up until that point, you know, my mom was and still is you know, everything to me and my sister. And we call it each other three musketeers. And we just grew up like th three sisters. But you know, watching my mom work night and day in order to keep us in Jewish private schools um, because that's just where she felt that she can drop us off and she can go do what she needs to do and feel safe. You know, my grandparents are Holocaust survivors and you know, I was the first American born in my family, so keeping us in that environment was very important for her. And you know, we were latchkey kids. You know, we'd come home, we would do everything on our own. Um, I don't remember a time that my mom read me a book and not because out of neglect, but when, you know? So we really like grew up on our own in a way of figuring things out, being resourceful. I want to tell you guys a story that you told me. Can I tell them about the lunchroom story? Oh, sure. Michelle tells me that she's going to help me to make my house beautiful and help me sell it and all that stuff. And she's going to bring a team of people over who are going to paint the house and fix the house. And she's going to stage the house. And she knew I was busy. And she did all of those things. So she was also, you realize she moved me. She was my moving company. I didn't pay movers. I didn't. They boxed everything up, packed everything up, put it in a truck, put it in storage, and then moved us into our house. The guy who ran the team, he kept coming over and you know, helping us fix things whenever. And she said, I've known him for like 25 years. And I'm like, but you're not that old. He's not, he hasn't worked for you for 25 years. We're like the same age. And she's like, no, he used to work at the school that I used to go to when I was in elementary school. And do you want to tell the rest or should I tell it? So again, growing up in the home that I grew up in, we had, I had, you know, the same melted cheese sandwich every single day for lunch until I think I got married. And, um, and I am a foodie. And basically I did whatever I needed to do to try and, you know, get some of that delicious hot lunch, you know, that would be coming. My mom couldn't afford to buy it for us. So I asked if I can work in the kitchen and if I can clean up, you know, after all the students leave and clean up the lunchroom and mop the floors and then I can get free lunch. And so I started doing that. I don't even know, like when I was in fourth grade, um, fifth grade. And like, it didn't seem like anything like totally crazy. You know, I wanted the yummy hot lunch food. And this is the way I figured out, you know, how to get it done. So um, I'm glad that this is being recorded for the podcast because everyone needs to hear the story. Because, like, Michelle's not really ordinary because she's amazing. And in the Los Angeles community, she's very well known for being very philanthropic and helping many, many people and running events. And it's easy to look at someone like her 
and be like, okay. So she's a really successful realtor. She's number three in Sotheby's. She did $60 million in sales, probably making millions. She has four kids, so what? But what does it take to actually be who she is? Where did she start? That's the story you need to hear. It's so easy to look at that and be like, all right, luck mixed with timing, mixed with, you know, she's salesy. She's none of those things, and it wasn't those things. So all of us have choices, you know, we all have had stories, and then what did she do with that? When she told me that she was fourth grade, cleaning up the lunchroom, just so she could try to get the hot lunch, it's like, I mean, if you saw her kitchen, you wouldn't believe, like, where she lives, what, she, what her reality is. She created that. That was a choice. It's constantly a choice. Do you have anything you want to share about that? Like what people can do to overcome those kinds of situations? You touched on this before also. Like the money is really not the driving force behind every, anything that I do. My very first, first deal that I did in real estate, my father said to me, I called him up, I was very excited. I'm like, Daddy, you know, um, I got my first escrow, and it's very easy to calculate, you know, commissions in real estate. And, you know, so I, I started calculating, and I told him how much I'm going to be making, and he cut me off, and he's like, don't you ever count the amount of money you're making until you have it in your bank. Like, you, you don't do things for the money to motivate you. Even from the time where my housekeeper was making more money than I was, um, when I was in the in starting in the real estate business, you know, it, it was never something that I like. When is my when am I getting my check? You know, what is the amount going to be? The drive to, for me for my success was always like keeping the eye on the prize, and the eye on the prize was my own competition with myself. I wanted to be good. I wanted to be one of the best. I wanted to set myself apart from everyone else. And if you focus on whatever your passion is, but you're doing it to be the best, constantly evolving, constantly changing, not like, okay, I'm doing this really well, so let's just keep doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about how I could be doing things better, and it's never about the money. The money is the icing on the cake, and you know we all need money to live and survive, and it's, it's an important factor. I also like five-star hotels, you know, but at the end of the day, that's the icing on the cake, and as long as you're committed to doing what you do in the best way possible, you're going to have the success. So we're going to have more of Michelle in a future episode because she has so much good advice on how to show other people you care and how to provide for your audience. But I hope you're really inspired by her story because I am. She didn't have a famous last name. She didn't have a trust fund. She didn't have some special elite training, but she had the willingness to go for what she wanted and she made the decision to act on it. Okay, so you guys have heard me talking about these listening groups, right? So it's super exciting because they're really coming along and people are starting to meet up and take pictures and get to know each other. We've been having people all over the country, all over the world who told us, I want to be part of a Don't Keep Your Day Job listening group. And we put together some pod leaders and we've been putting together these awesome supportive groups in different cities everywhere. So if you want to be a part of it, let us know. You can reach out to me on Instagram. There's a link to join one of these groups in the bio on my Instagram page. You could also find a link to this on the Don't Keep Your Job Facebook group page. You could go there and tag somebody and say, hey, Kath, I want to be part of one of these groups that we will get you to be part of it. And if you'd like to lead a group like this, then please go ahead and start one and go ahead and DM me on Instagram and say, Kathy, I want to lead 
lead one of these groups because what we're doing is we're supporting you guys who are in these groups. We're going to be reaching out to you, giving you discussion questions every week so that you can meet up and start to implement what you're learning, what you're understanding more and more, listening to these episodes and how to integrate that into your life. I feel like if you have this accountability, this added accountability from your group and from us reaching out, checking in, asking you how the week's meeting went, you guys could be meeting up in person at somebody's house. You could be meeting up on Zoom video where that allows you to see each other and you could be living across the globe. But we'd love for you to have the support so that these ideas get out of your head and into real life so you can be brainstorming things and you can have each other there as a sounding board to take these ideas and start bringing them to life and help one another to move it forward. I just want to give a shout out to some of the people who've been doing this and and how exciting this really is. Jackie, you're doing a fantastic job coordinating your online group. Uh, It looks like you guys had a solid 90-minute Zoom call on Saturday, which is awesome. We have another amazing leader, Sarah. She's leading the LA chapter and they just had their first meeting. Christina reported that the New York City group got together for the first time and we got some pictures from Norma and the San Diego pod. And oh my gosh, Debbie from the Bay Area gave us a whole rundown on what she did with her group, which includes Gabby, Gina, Kirsten, Mia, and Brody. They talked about their biggest struggles, their difficulties feeling genuine or staying optimistic. They shared their biggest takeaways, like it's so important to always be giving and that clarity follows action. And what I think is really cool is that they shared what they want to get from being in this group. Bobby wants to take five pictures of houses so we can turn them into drawings. Debbie wants to record an episode of her podcast. Gabby wants to submit her poems. Mia wants to finish two video projects. And by the way, Mia was at the workshop and she sent us the most beautiful video of all the highlights from the event. So I want to give her a really special shout out for just being so generous. You're so talented. And I want to put a link to that in my Instagram bio because I want you guys to see it because she did such a good job and I love her so much. So this is super exciting, right? If you guys want to join a meetup group like this, there's a link in the show notes. There's a link, like I said, in my bio on Instagram. Give us your information and we can help place you into one of these listing pods. Okay. And We are doing something else now. So exciting. We just wanted to add, we had so much fun doing that live event that we want to spend more time hanging out with you guys in person. So beginning November 1st, we are going to be meeting up doing live recordings of the podcast in front of an audience. And it's going to be such a great time for us to hang out. You're going to be able to watch a podcast being recorded and then you can ask the guests some questions and then we can talk. I'll leave time for Q&A. We can talk about your ideas. So it's only 10 bucks. We're going to meet at the Hudson Theater uh, every other Thursday starting November 1st. If you guys want to join us, there's a link to that also in the show notes. I'd love to see you guys. I'm really excited about these. So November 1st, there's going to be one. November 15th, there's going to be one. So sign up because we're going to have super fun. I can tell you that at one of these events, we're having Emily McDowell. You guys should go check her out on Instagram. She is amazing. Uh, she makes these really popular, super cool greeting cards and like stationary items and books and mugs. You got to check out her work. She's amazing. And we have some other interesting creative entrepreneurs joining us as well. So if you want to sign up to get tickets, you can go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash live. And there's some information on how to claim your seat and buy your ticket. Guys, it's only $10. What a steal, right? Because you're really going to get to see two episodes back to back. Plus, there's going to be a chance, like I said, for some Q&A. Plus, we're going to have a musical performance at every single taping. It's going to be super epic. So much fun. Bring a friend or two or come alone because you're going to make friends there. So you can go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash live. You can get tickets or you can find the link in our show notes. You can also find the link um, in my bio on Instagram. There's a little thing you can click on. There's a bunch of links there. So don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash live. And I'm super excited because that means I'm going to get to hang out with you guys more in person. All right. 
If you want to share any wins or questions with us for next Thursday's episode, you can reach out to me on Instagram at kathy.heller. Just go ahead and DM me because I promise I read and respond to all of my DMs. Or you can post your question or your win in our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group and meet all the other amazing souls in there. We have over 6,000 people. Can you believe that in a group of 6,000 people, it is filled with support, people talking about what they're doing. Yes, we invite you to share what you're doing, what what it is that you're working on. Uh, this is a very special group. People are helping one another, giving each other support and feedback and helping give each other resources. Come on over there. You're going to love it. And every single one of you, you're incredible. Do you hear me? You're talented and you're special. And if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be doing this. All of you have your own unique gift to share and it is so inspiring to see you going for what you want and what you deserve and it's what the world needs. If you like this episode or any other episode, I would love it if you would take a second right now and share it with a friend. If every single one of you told one person to subscribe to this show and to start listening and if you share the show, we would double our audience today, which would be huge for our team. There's six of us working on this show, tirelessly putting out content for you guys. Obviously, the podcast doesn't cost a thing. If you could share the show, tell your friends, and then go ahead and tag me when you share it on the Instagram. When you go ahead and share it, DM me. Let me know that you emailed someone or that you texted it to someone because I will personally thank you for doing that. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes because that is how the algorithm works with climbing the iTunes charts. And it's amazing that we have over 2,000 reviews and it means the world please go ahead and leave us a review. I'm going to leave you with a song of mine like I always do, except this is super special. This is me and Kyler England singing live at the party I threw this past Saturday night for our 100th episode. This is us singing live, Let Your Colors Shine. Hope you guys love it and maybe you'll sing along. All right, I'll talk to you guys Monday. Have a great weekend. Everybody's got a little something. Everybody's got a little kick. Everybody's got a little spark to give. Come on and give it away. Let your colors shine. Let your colors shine. Come on and let your colors shine. Let your colors shine. You could teach the world a little something. You could show the world what you got. You could light the sky up in fireworks. Violet, gold, crimson, and blue. Here we go. Let your colors shine. Let your colors shine. Come on and let Let your colors shine. It's raining rainbow sprinkles. It's raining rainbow sprinkles. It's raining rainbow sprinkles everywhere. Uh oh. It's raining rainbow sprinkles. It's raining rainbow sprinkles. It's raining rainbow sprinkles everywhere. Uh oh. Let your colors shine. Hey! Let your colors shine. Come on and let your colors shine. Let your colors 
shine, let your colors shine. Let your colors shine. Come on and let your colors shine. Let your colors. Okay, do you know it by now? Can you do it? One. Let your colors shine. Let your colors shine. Come on and let your colors shine. Last time, do it like you mean it. Let your colors shine. Let your colors shine. Come on and let your colors shine. Let your colors shine. Yes.